You don't look at a moment in weakness and say, I can strengthen myself. No, God's word says that through Jesus Christ, we can do all things and he strengthens us, right? That is the power that Jesus Christ holds. He holds more power than that, but that is the, one of the power that Jesus Christ holds. He can strengthen us in our moment of weakness. But in our moment of weakness, the devil will try to tempt us and make us think that we have to pick up a bottle. We have to pick up drugs. We have to pick up, you know, whatever. We have to pick up porn. We have to pick up um, sleeping around and being promiscuous. We have to pick up all things but Jesus Christ. This is why we must be careful in our moments of weakness because... In our moment of weakness, when we feel like we can't do it, in which we can't in our own strength, we have to know what it is that we're picking up. Just because it gives you strength doesn't mean that it's from God. We have to know in the moment of our weakness, being vulnerable, when to pick up Jesus Christ and when to put down a world of sin. Right? Because I'm going to tell you something. When I prophesied in January 2019 that God was going to do a shaking and God is going to do a breaking, he's doing that right now. And right now, the devil is trying to take God's children out. And right now, the devil is trying to trying to taunt in front of God's people, in front of us, certain things that looks like strength, but is not from God and is not of God. And we must be careful in this season of what it is that we're picking up and what it is that we're putting down. Because you could pick up sin and put down Jesus, or you could pick up Jesus to put down sin, but you cannot carry both in your hands. God said you you cannot love God and mammon, meaning the, the, the love of money is, is, is the root to all evil. Not money itself, but the love of money, the love of power, the love of evilness that you got to be careful of. So you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, but you have to accept the fact that in that moment, you cannot do it. You can't do it. Satan can't do it. Drugs can't do it. Nothing can do it. Only God. God gives us the power to be strengthened, to forgive. It takes a lot of strength to forgive someone. And it takes a lot of strength to love someone in the middle of your pain. Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus had to forgive, right? Rather, actually, no, I'm going to take that back. Jesus didn't have to forgive. Jesus chose to forgive. Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane, he, he asked God, he said, God, if you can give me any other cup but this cup right here, please give it to me. And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And Jesus finally came to a point that to where he said, if I can have any other cup, God, I would I would want to. But thy will be done. Jesus chose to forgive in the middle of his crucifixion. They crucified our Lord and Savior. And I don't mean just, just uh, nailing him to the cross. Jesus was tortured from the time he was thrown in jail to on his way to be crucified. He even had to carry his own cross. And even as I'm talking about this, it's, it's kind of making me teary-eyed and, and it's making me want to cry because the, the, the love that God has given me to preach this message right now and, and, and talking about our Lord and Savior, how he was tortured and hurt and he didn't do anything to nobody. And not only was he, was he tortured on the way to be hung on a cross, he had to carry the same cross that he was hung on. And even in the midst of that, even in the midst of everyone's eyes on Jesus, everyone laughing at him, everyone poking at him, everyone uh, poking at his flesh and hating on him, he still forgave. When he was on, on the way to the cross to be hung, they were still hating him. They were still tempting him, telling him, you said you were the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Why can't you save yourself? We all have 
still people in our lives, right? I believe that God sometimes allow us to have a seasons in our lives to where we have those still people in our lives, right? Just like with Jesus, we always have those people who they still remember all the things you did in your past. They still making fun of you of the things that they used to hear about you. You know, they they still holding grudges against you for the things that you did that you forbid forgiven for. We all have these still people. They still talking about what so-and-so used to do, what so-and-so used to say, what so-and-so used to, you know, how so-and-so used to act. Sometimes we will be allowed to be around still people. And God is saying, even in the midst of, of your still people, when people still remember the things you used to do, the things that you used to say, they still keep bringing stuff up. They still keep, you know, holding on to your past. They still keep doing X, Y, and Z. And they still keep talking subliminally about certain things that you used to do. They still keep. God is saying, sometimes you have to choose to forgive, to forgive people who hurt you. Even in the midst of still moments, they still throwing dirt on your name. They still listening to what other people got to say about you, even though you change. They still throwing dirt on, on people's grave. God said, you're going to have to forgive people in the midst of them being still. Because you know what? Not only are they still remembering old things, they still because they're stagnant. They're stuck in the past. They're stuck on what you used to do. They're like a pond to where they're filled up with all the garbage, all the things that reminds them of your past, the things, the still moment. These still people are still holding on to to the negativity because they are still, they are stagnant. They're not moving forward. They don't have nothing better else to do. But you know what? You're going to have to forgive them. As if they never hurt you. It doesn't mean that you don't hold precautions. It doesn't mean that you don't take precautions and walk a little bit differently. But you're going to have to forgive them as if nothing ever happened. And God is saying for some of you, do you have the power? Or can you recognize the power that's living on the inside of you in and through Jesus Christ to forgive those people? Who are nothing but still people. Have you ever been in a situation, right? And you had the heart to do one thing. Right. And you were surrounded by people. And you were pressured into doing what it, what it was that they were... were um, amping you up to do right it's kind of like being in high school when when you're on a schoolyard and and you you want to be the better person and say you know what i'm not gonna fight i'm not gonna fight this person i don't want to fight because it's not in your heart to fight but you are surrounded by the school kids and they're amping you on and they're like they yelling fight 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 and you're stuck in that moment and you're stuck between what you want to do in your heart, your heart's desire, which is to, to let it go, to not fight, to be about peace. And you're torn between the pressures of everyone's looking. Everyone's going to talk. I got to face the crowd. Jesus had to face the crowd, right? He had to face the crowd. And you know what? I've been in situations like this. Sometimes I made good decisions. Sometimes I made bad but I'm going to tell you one thing, being in places like this is no joke. Being surrounded by people, being tempted to 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 walk one way and to to do things their way when you have a heart after God to do things God's way, that's that's a hard place to be in. And Jesus was in that place. Not only was he crucified, they were surrounded him and they all watched him. Everyone watched him. Everyone watched Jesus be crucified on a cross. And they watched for hours and hours and hours and hours all day. And even Jesus' mother and brothers and disciples were in the crowd. 
And Jesus still said to God, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In the middle of everyone making fun of Jesus, in the middle of everyone hurting Jesus's feelings, laughing, saying, look at him. He said he was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And look at him. He said he would he would lay his body down and, and raise it up again in the third day and look at him on his cross, looking weak, sitting there crying, drooling, blood dripping down his face. In the middle of those people making fun of Jesus, Jesus still had the power of God on the inside of him. And he said, but Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then this right here, as I'm giving it to you, it makes me want to cry because this picture depicts the power of forgiveness, the power of love, the power of holiness, the power of when you give it over to God, he will help you. God helped Jesus in this moment. And Jesus requested God. He said, Father, forgive them. That was the one thing I said I would come back to this moment. Jesus requested one thing of God. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Right. He he asked God, he said, forgive them, please. And then another thing that Jesus did was is that Jesus made a statement unto God. Jesus pleaded on the behalf of these people. And Jesus said, Father, not only do I want you for, to forgive them, Jesus said they don't know what they're doing. And when we have the power to forgive people. Because we have the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, no matter how much it hurts. We should come back to this moment of Jesus on a cross and we should say, I forgive them because they do not know what they are doing. Because if people knew the damage that they were doing to themselves, to their household, and, and if people knew the 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 demonic forces that they were opening up doors because of the wrong things that they were doing to people some people would turn away and they wouldn't do what they do and some people they would because to God's honest truth like it says in the bible there are some people that they will die and leave this earth and they they will die and leave this earth and they will go to hell and that's just the way it is it's true it's a fact some people would die and go to hell, but there are those who, if they knew what they they were doing, if they knew the damage that they were doing in the spiritual realm to themselves, to their children, the curses that they were bringing upon a household for from hurting other children of God, they would not do it. That's why sometimes we have to look at people and when and when we are are in our closet praying and in and, and asking God to forgive us and in asking and asking God to, to help us with forgiving other people, we have to know that they don't know what they're doing. They're ignorant. They don't know. Jesus could have given in to the temptation. He could have given in to the world, but he didn't. Jesus, in the midst of his physical, mental, and emotional pain, loved on all of them. Jesus loved on all of us, right? Nails in his feet. Nails in his hands. Them poking his side and hanging on a cross for hours. And he still said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Jesus was like, God, don't hold this charge to them. I got this. Even in the midst of... Jesus taking on the sins of the world from the past, from the present, from the future. Even in the midst, God said, Jesus said, I got this, God. I got this. I'm going to take on their sins. I'm going to I'm going to tell you that they don't know what they're doing. And that's wonderful for Jesus to to plead on our behalf. To plead his blood. 
to cry out to God, to ask him to forgive us. And I want to ask you today and I want to say to you today and I want to plead with you, right? Ask God today, who do you need to forgive? Right? Ask God, is there any area in your life where you feel like you are being deceived? And even ask God to show you an area or areas in your life to where you are being deceived. Because sometimes we can be deceived into thinking that we are right in a situation for acting out in a certain manner. But we could very well be wrong. That's what being vulnerable is all about. That's what, that's what being weak in the flesh is all about. That's what being weak in the flesh but yet willing to be strong in the spirit is all about. Is to say, you know what? There's a chance that I could be wrong. There's a chance that I could be being deceived. There's a chance that, you know what? God may know the whole picture and I don't. Because let me tell you, we are in our laster of laster days, like Jesus said. We are in our end times. And many people in our last days will be deceived. And you want to know what, people? I don't want to be deceived. I want God to to let me know and to show me all the unforgiveness that I have in my heart and all the things that I need to let go, you know, that I never even was aware that I had. I want God to show me who is it that I need to forgive because you know what, saints? It's not worth you not making it into heaven by holding on to unforgiveness. It's not worth it. Ask God today, who do you need to forgive? And if you don't know, ask God to show you what areas are you being deceived in. Because see, the thing about being deceived, saints, is when you're deceived, you do not know you're being deceived. Right? You have a little bit of truth with a whole lot of lie. But you're so focused on a little bit of truth that you don't even know that you're being deceived. So ask God to show you. And you are going to have to die to the flesh a lot and this reminds me of what paul said paul stated right in in parts of the new testament paul has stated in a few of his scriptures he said i die to my flesh daily and before when i was when i was first saved and i would hear people say this i'm like what does that mean what is what does dying to the flesh mean but now as i'm older as i've been walking in christ I truly know what dying to the flesh means every single day. It's hard to forgive those people who hurt you. It's hard to be the better person in the room when you want to clap back and be petty. It's hard to want to show people Christ when they constantly talk about you, when they constantly hurt you. But you know what? We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Even when we have to die to the flesh daily like Paul said. And it's okay because every day, every day that me and you die to the flesh is another day that we get to become stronger in the spirit. And in the midst of offenses, right? In the midst of offenses, in the midst of dying daily to the flesh, know that love covers sin. Love is kind, but love is also just. You can forgive, but still hold people accountable, right? And I'm not going to get too much into that. But you can forgive and still hold people accountable. And I'll give you an example. God and Jesus loved Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed Jesus. But by the end of Judas's life, right? Although he committed suicide, by the end of Judas's life, we see that although God had called Judas to be part of the disciples, right? Part of the 12 disciples. And Judas even did works in Jesus's name. And God loved Judas. And so did Jesus. Jesus loved Judas. But you know what? Although they loved him and they forgave Judas, Judas was still held accountable for his actions because we see That when Jesus was telling the story of what happened after Judas committed suicide, Jesus said that 
the devil had entered Judas and, and tempted him to betray Jesus and to take the money and to sell his soul to the devil. And that's what Judas did. Judas sold his soul to the devil, then committed suicide. And Jesus told us, now Judas is in hell, right? So you can still forgive people, but still hold them accountable. I'm not saying send them to hell. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say send people to hell. But what I'm saying is, is what I'm trying to show you is that sometimes holding people accountable means you can forgive your ex, but you don't got to keep letting them walk back into your, into your life. You, for, you can forgive your, you know, so-and-so, but you don't have to let them keep crossing your boundaries. Like, you can forgive but still hold people accountable. You can forgive, but you can still hold on and stand firm on your boundaries, right? Do you need to forgive yourself? Do you need to forgive your siblings? Do you need to forgive your foster parents? Were you given up for adoption? Adoption. Do you need to forgive your birth parents for not being there for you like you, you thought they should, but they gave you up for adoption? And maybe you got to forgive your your uh, foster parents because maybe they didn't do the best that they could. And, and you wonder why your, your birth parents weren't there for you. But then your foster parents couldn't do all that great either. Who do you need to forgive? Who are you angry at? Are you mad at God? If so, why? And I would honestly say that these questions that I'm asking you, right? Takes maturity. It takes a lot of self-reflecting. And it takes you being still. Because you want to know something? You can ask God these questions all day and all night. But if you choose not to be still... In the presence of God, long enough so he can answer these questions, you're never going to know the answer. Right? Ask yourself these questions. Ask God to help you have strength. Get strength from Christ. Draw strength from Christ to sit in God's presence when you can. So he can tell you these things. Because you want to know what I found out, saints? I find that God wants us to be so honest. God wants us to be honest with him, but with a reverential prayer. I'm not saying that we can go to God like he's our homeboy next door. No. God wants us to be comfortable with him and to be honest and to be open with reverential fear. But God wants us to have such a dialogue with him that it becomes so natural to sit down and ask God these questions as you would your best friend and say, you know what? Sometimes you got to say to your best friend, am I mean? Am I stingy? Am I selfish? Do I need to improve in this area? And you sit there and you wait and you listen to what they have to say and you listen with an open heart and an open mind. Why? Because you trust them. And God wants you to trust him when you bring these questions to him. Because if you don't know that you're holding a grudge against someone, if you don't know that you're being deceived in an area because you're hiding behind the, the clap back in and I'm going to be petty and I'm going to be petty for the rest of 2020, you hiding behind all of this facade and this facade and you don't know that it's the setup from the enemy so that you can continue to be deceived so you can hold on to grudges and, and to hold on to unforgiveness. And you know what? You're not building godly character. You're building the character of the world. And if someone was to record you uh, clapping back at someone or, or being petty and getting back at someone, you know what? It probably would go viral. A lot of people would be like, hashtag clap back. Hashtag petty 2020, hashtag this and hashtag that. But what wouldn't go viral is probably your act of forgiveness. And you know what? It doesn't matter if forgiveness goes viral or not. All that matters is, is that we build character. That when we stand before God, God can say, you know what? Well done. You did everything you were supposed to do while on this earth. And from continuing out from 2020 to 2021, 
and, and beyond for what God has for us. We cannot have all that God tells us to have if our character can't withstand even forgiving people for the smallest things to the biggest things. How can you have character to be responsible with the things and the gifts of God that he wants to give you when you can't even be responsible for carrying the act of love? So be worthy of your title of being a Christian. Have character, have stamina, and it's going to be hard. People are going to hurt you even after you forgive them. They may still hurt you again, but you know what? You got to keep choosing to show up and to show God that you know what? They're going to keep hurting me, but I'm going to keep forgiving. They're going to keep being petty, but I'm going to keep being strong in Christ. And you have to keep deciding not one time, not twice, not 70 times, seven. But you got to choose every single time, every single day, every time you're offended. Today is a day to choose Christ. Today is a day to, to, to walk in love. And you're going to be tested. I'm going to be tested. And you know what? I'm going to remember this message. And I'm going to remember Jesus Christ on that cross. And I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to let God talk to me. And I'm going to let God talk me off of being petty and clapping back and holding grudges. And, and being a hashtag petty slash 2020. Don't nobody got time for that. Don't nobody want a shady character. Don't nobody want people with no standards. Don't nobody want that. It's, it can go viral. It can become a hashtag. But who wants to be made fun of because you're going viral for living like the world, right? So just keep that in mind. Forgive your exes. Forgive all of them because you need to move on. And God wanted me to tell somebody, I don't know, God just put this on my heart. Forgive your exes because you're probably wondering why God hasn't released your husband, why God hasn't released your wife, your spouse, because you are still holding on to grudges from your exes. God is saying, I'm not going to let you damage the beautiful, precious gift that I have for you. I'm not going to give you someone else's heart when you can't even take care of your own heart. Forgive your exes so that God can release your spouse to you. Forgive the days that are in your life, right? Forgive, forgive the days. You know how when people come to you and they say, well, you know, they said this and, you know, they said that. And, oh, you know, they were just wondering. Forgive the days in your lives, right? The, the T-H-E-Ys. Forgive them. Forgive the who you think the days are. Let go of your love that you have built up inside, right? And... This is 2020. So many people have died. So many people have lost lost their lives, not just, you know, due to COVID, but to other things. And let go of those who you've lost, your loved ones. Let go of the anger that you may feel because you feel like, man, God, why did you have to take this person? Right? Let go of that anger, that bitterness, that resentment that's trying to trying to creep up into you. Because we cannot question God and what he allows, right? Sometimes we want to, but we can't and we shouldn't because of that reverential fear, right? Let go. Let go and forgive yourself from your past mistakes. You have to even sometimes forgive yourselves for the current mess that you are in. Sometimes, you know, a lot of people say, you know, forgive the people in your past. But there are some of you who you are currently in, as I am speaking and as you may be listening to this podcast, you are in a mess that you got yourself into. And you are going to have to forgive yourself in the middle of your mess. So that way you can get up out your bed and you can walk. And not only do God want you to get up out your bed, he wants you to pick up your bed and walk. So that way you're not leaving behind debris and you're not leaving behind junk for someone else to stumble upon. You're not leaving behind your bed so someone else can go and sleep in it. Pick up your bed and walk. Forgive yourself in the middle of your mess so that you can so that way you can pick up your bed so that you can walk on and 
Be who God wants you to be. Be who God called you to be. God said many people are called, but there is few that are chosen. Few. Why? Because like Paul said, he died to the flesh daily. And there are some people that they are not willing to die. And God may have called them. But there are some people who God called, but he couldn't cho- He couldn't choose because he's like, you know what? You don't even want to do what it is I tell you to do. There is a lot going on in 2020. We all see it. But you know what, saints? We are going to make it. Me, you, those who God have called and have chosen. We are going to make it. We are going to fulfill the will of God in all things that he has called us to do in 2020 and beyond. But you want to know how we're going to do that? We got to forgive. We got to forgive and we got to constantly forgive. And we, we have to lay the foundations of strength, of truth, of, of prosperity and in, 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 in maturity. That's all done through the power of forgiveness because you cannot have, you cannot have a strong foundation without forgiveness. It's not going to happen. You can try it, but like Jesus said, when the storms in life come, when the wind blows, guess what? Your house is going to fall. The things that you've built on unforgiveness is going to fall, meaning you marry someone based on the fact that you were angry. You were you were mad at your ex and, and, and you went out and got married because you wanted to prove him or her right or wrong. And that marriage isn't going to last because guess what? It's built on anger. What happens when you get healed? What happens when you get hold? You're going to look back at your spouse and go, man, I shouldn't have married you. This wasn't in the will of God. What happens when you become a better version of you and a person that you married is no longer on a level that God wants to sustain you on? This is what I mean by when I say that if your foundation isn't built on Jesus Christ, if it's not built on love through the power of forgiveness, you're not going to be sustained. It's not going to last. It'll last for a while, but it's going to fall. Because like I said in January 2019, God is doing a shaking and God is doing a breaking. If things are not of God, he's going to do some things that's going to cause you to shake. And it's going to cause some things to break. And those that is not of God is going to break and it's going to fall off and it's going to fall by the wayside. And you're going to be standing there looking like, wow, I should have done what it was that God told me to do in the beginning. God said that we must walk by faith and not by sight, right? 2020 is is one of those years where we can look back and say, man, we sure were tested that year. We were tested like no other this year. And when we look back on it to give a testimony, we're going to see that we were feeding on the promises of God. Right, There are those of you who are hanging on to the promises of God in 2020 because 2020 for some people do not look like what they wrote out on January 1st when New Year's came, the ball dropped, everybody made their their 2020 to-do list and come February, the news broke out of whatever and people was like, you know, mm, whatever, he, he, he. And, but come March 15th, the whole world stopped. The whole world stopped. And on March 15th and beyond, March 15th and beyond did not look like what you wrote down January 1st, 2020. But you know what? God is saying, hold on to the promises that he has called you. Hold on to the things that he has said. 2020 is that year that we have to walk by faith and not by sight. It 2020 don't look like it for some people. But you got to believe in your heart that it may not look like it. 
but God promises. So it must come to pass. But guess what, saints? If you don't hold on and you don't hold on to God and you don't hold on to God's promises, you're not going to see what it is that God has promised. So if you hold on long enough and you keep walking by faith, you keep walking by faith, you keep walking by faith and not by what it is that you're seeing, you're seeing anxiety, you're seeing fear, you're seeing death all around you, you're seeing everything dropping like flies and you're like, you know what, I I ain't seen that. One thing I wrote on my list January 1st come 2020. And God is saying, I got you. I got you. And this is where forgiveness comes comes from. Because as we are walking by faith and not by sight, as you are walking by faith and not by sight, things don't look like what it it it, it wanted to look like in your mind. And you may be thinking your dreams is crushed. You know, you didn't get to have the wedding that you planned last year for this year. Everything was pushed back to 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 the wayside. And, and you have to decide now in the rest of 2020, the rest of the two and a half months that we have in 2020, you have to decide, am I going to stay mad at God? Am I going to stay mad that, you know, you know, my plans didn't it didn't go as, you know, I thought, are you going to sit up there and stay mad because 2020 so far isn't looking like what you planned it to be? And you have to decide, am I going to forgive God? Am I going to forgive my ex? Am I going to forgive my siblings? Am I going to forgive my foster parents? Am I going to forgive my birth parents? Who do you need to forgive and why? And are you going to do it? How are you going to finish out 2020? 2020 had a lot of blows. 2020 had a lot of uppercuts. But you know what? 2020 has the promises of God. 2020 has the blessings of God. 2020 isn't over yet. And God did not say to give up. Right? Walking by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5 verses 7 says that we walk by faith but not by sight. And we have to believe that what God says is going to happen is going to happen. And this reminds me of, and I'm going to wrap it up. This reminds me of Noah in the ark. Right? God told Noah, build an ark. Because I'm going to cause a flood and I'm going to destroy everyone who's not on that ark. And Noah, for years, told the people, get ready. I'm, God is building an ark. Are y'all coming? If you're not on that ark and you're not on this big old God-sized boat, you're going to get left behind. And not only are you going to get left behind, you're going to die in this flood. And, you know, back then, you know, this was before Jesus' time. You know what I'm saying? And, and and Noah was like, either you coming or you dying, right? Noah was like, you coming or you dying? Which one do you want to do? And God was like, okay, I'm going to give you time to build an ark. People had plenty of time. And there were those who made fun of Noah. They thought he was stupid. They thought he was crazy. And there were some who started out believing Noah. But what happens when we start out believing? What happens when you start out believing but then as time goes on, what you thought God said or what you know God said, it doesn't look like what he said was going to happen. God told Noah and Noah told the people, hey, God is going to cause this earth to flood. And if you're not on this boat, you're going to be dead. And some of them believed. And as time went on and as Noah's building the ark, God was giving them people time enough to get them their life right, to make a choice, to get on that boat. And God is saying, are you going to make the choice to forgive, to pour out your heart upon God, to forgive and, and to be a light and to be like Christ? God said, you have a choice to make. And not only do you have a choice to make this one time, you have to keep making this choice. Just like how God gave the people back in the days when Noah was building the ark. Some of them started off believing. 
But by the time Noah built the ark, they was like, man, you crazy. God ain't going to cause no flood all this time you spent building the ark. Because why? They probably wanted something to happen extremely fast. And as they waited, right, the devil crept in. Oh, look at God. He said he was going to do this. He ain't do it. And they turned away. And they was like, yeah, you right. God ain't do that. He ain't said what he going to do. But look at 2020. 2020 is something similar to, to Noah's Ark. God made some of you promises. God made us promises. But you got to ask yourself, are you going to hold on to the promises? Because right now, 2020 is not going as planned. 2020 doesn't seem like what you wrote down the 1st of January 2020 of this year, right? It doesn't look like it, but are you going to walk by faith and not by what you are seeing? Are you going to let the world system play your mind? Are you going to let the world's thinking play your mind? Are you going to let people tell you, you know what? 2020 is going down a drain. 2020 is garbage. 2020 is not garbage. 2020 is not going down a drain. You just got to look at it from a different perspective, right? You got to look at it from a different perspective. And you got to look at it from the, the promises of God. And I'm not making light of the things that has happened because it is very real. Right? But this is not about what has happened. This is about what are you going to do right now? Are you going to forgive? Are you going to walk in forgiveness? Are you going to walk in the power of forgiveness? Right. And as we are finishing out 2020, right, we got the rest of October, we got November and we got December. Right. You probably thinking, man, what happens next? Right. Because because honestly, at this point, you don't know because ain't nothing happened that you expected. Right. So you're like, what's next? But you know what? I want to tell you, God is faithful. God is faithful. And he's always going to be faithful, no matter what. God is our recompense, and he will restore. Every time we choose to forgive, every time we choose to trust him, God always restores. God always recompenses what our enemies do to us. When we choose to forgive, now you can choose to handle it in your own flesh, and you can choose to handle it your way. But let me tell you something. As soon as you play the little God in your life, God is going to go, you know what? I'm going to step back and I'm going to let you handle the situation. And when he does, right, you're going to be doing the opposite of what Philippians 4.13 says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When we try to take what God can do in our lives and we try to do it ourselves, we become little gods. We start idolizing and worshiping ourselves because we think that we have the strength and the power within ourselves and within our flesh to handle things that only God can handle. And when we do, we mess up. And God may say, you know what, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let you try to work this thing out and you're going to fail at it. So when you give it over to God, when you choose to forgive your enemies the right way, right the healthy way with healthy boundaries god always restored what was lost the tears you cried he will give you joy your beauty if you trade in your ashes god said i'll give you beauty right for your ashes right isaiah 61 3 finish out 2020 strong in your faith right Get back to believing. You know, get back to believing. You have the power, just like Christ, to forgive in the midst of whatever is going on. In the middle of 2020, you still have the power on the inside of you through Jesus Christ to forgive. You have the power to forgive. In the middle of people talking about you. In the middle of someone doing you wrong. In the middle of your mess. Forgive yourselves in the middle of feeling guilty about unforgiveness because a lot of people out there feel guilty about the unforgiveness that they're holding on to 
because they feel like they're a Christian. They're not supposed to be holding on to unforgiveness. But you know what? We do sometimes. And that's okay. You know? Well, no. No, I'm not going to say that's okay. Because holding on to unforgiveness is not okay. But giving yourself the grace to, to, to say, you know what? I can do better. I can get this right as a child of God. Right? And forgive yourself. And forgive others. So that way that you can be a light. Right? In this dark world. Forgive so that way you can be a light and a witness unto Jesus Christ. And because honestly, people, it's time to start walking in abundance. Right? It's time to start walking out our prosperity. And I don't mean money, right? I mean prosperity. I mean God wants us to flourish in our souls. Right? God wants us to flourish in our minds. He wants us to be smart. He wants us to be thinkers. He wants us to, 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 be, to be bold. He wants us to have an abundance of, of wealth and knowledge. You know what I'm saying? You know, when someone comes to you for advice, you have it to give, right? He wants us to be prosperous in our souls and in our spirits. God wants us to be on... I went, I'm, I'm trying to choose the right words, but it's kind of like a spiritual plateau, right? I'm not saying walk around, you know, always on spiritual cloud nine, but God wants us to prosper in all areas. He wants us to prosper in our, our families. God wants us to prosper in how we raise our children. God wants us to prosper in, in breaking generational curses off of our families so that way they can live in light and they don't have to live in a darkness that our ancestors lived in that our grandparents lived in that our parents lived in and even some for some of us that we've lived you know that we've lived in God wants us to prosper in every aspect in our lives because God said what in the beginning of his word he made us in his image and what is that God God's image is what he is the almighty God. He wants us to prosper. He wants He wants us to have an abundance because that's what he has. He has an abundance and he always gives and he gives freely. So I am praying, I am praying, I am praying, I am praying that you let this message soak in. Soak into your every being. And as you're reflecting, I'll, I'll, I'll challenge you to to get a journal. I'll challenge you to, to purposely write down how you're feeling and, and to, to self-reflect. And if you don't want to get a journal and you're not a writer, you know, use your phone. Everyone uses their technology nowadays, right? Use your phone. Use your tablets. You know, use your laptop. Use your, your, your uh, desktop, you know. Jot down some things. You know, I challenge you to, to reflect and to, and to ask God a few questions. Who are you mad at? Who are you holding unforgiveness against? Are you mad at God? Right? Do you get petty when things go, go not your way? Right? Sit down and reflect and ask God. Not only that, but I think the, the important question that we should be asking ourselves from here on out for the rest of our lives is, God, am I being deceived? In what area am I being deceived? If it's more than one, show me. Because like I told you, I wouldn't want to be walking around deceived. But you know what? I have. And being deceived is not a good feeling. You know, holding on to grudges is not a good feeling. So write those things down. Reflect as you have two and a half months left of 2020. Right? How do you want to go into 2021? Do you want to hold on to your faith? Do you want to get back in the ring? Right? Do you want to get your bounce back? Because I'm going to tell you right now, 2020 has knocked some people on the ground. 2020 has knocked some people spiritually way far under than they ever thought that they would ever be. There have been some people in dark places that they thought that they would never be. They have been hurt, torn, devastated, disappointed. And you have to ask yourself, 
what it is that I'm going to do, what it is that I'm going to choose, what am I going to choose from here on out? You have a choice to make. Everyone has a choice to make. That's the thing about God is, is that he loves us enough to give us the power of choice, the power of thought. And you have to ask yourself, what am I going to choose every day? What am I going to do? Am I going to forgive? If Am I going to walk in hate? Right? You have God and you have Satan. You have forgiveness. You have you have unforgiveness. You have love. You have evilness. Every day you got to choose. Because every day is going to be an opportunity for you to, to be offended with someone. And for someone to be offended with you. And every day you got to make that choice. Every day consciously. What am I going to do? What am I going to do with the power of Jesus Christ living on the inside of me? Am I going to utilize that power to forgive or am I going to harvest unforgiveness? And I pray that this was a blessing to you. I pray that this is seed planted in good ground. I pray that as you're listening to this podcast, that God anoints your mind and the peace of the Holy Spirit fills you wherever you are. Even if you're in your car listening, I'm praying that the peace of the Holy Spirit fills your car up. To the point to where you can just worship him. Worship him in his presence. Because you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. Because you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you get the blessed opportunity to worship God in his presence. And to feel the love that God has for you and for me and for his children to pour out onto you and to pour into you so that way you can pour out love and you can pour out forgiveness, right? So you can pour it out and pour out love onto people and to pour out greatness and to pour out prosperity because we cannot pour from an empty cup. We cannot pour from an, in- from an empty cup. So as you reflect and ponder on the power of forgiveness, ask yourself those questions and ask yourself, do you want to give away your power? Because when you choose to hold on to unforgiveness, you give away your power and you relinquish your authority in the earth by holding on to the darkness of the world. Choose to pick up your power. Choose to keep your power. Choose to be a light and choose to choose Jesus Christ every single time.